All right, everyone. Welcome into episode 24. That's right. It's our Kobe podcast of the Poor Sports Podcast. Once more, thank you to everyone who listens to us, gives us feedback, gives us ideas on what we should talk about. Uh, If you ever want to give us ideas, uh, reach out to us on our Instagram at poor underscore sports. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at poor sports one. Uh, once more, thank you to everyone who listens. We so much appreciate the the love and support that you guys give us. We've got merchandise that is available, so definitely hit us up on that. It is fly. You're going to love it. We have an action-packed show for you today. We've got so much to talk about. It was not a slow week in sports, that's for sure. So keep it locked here on the Poor Sports Podcast. The boys are back. We have been out of studio. We've been world travelers, some of us at least. Well, you know what? Even Lee, you didn't get out of the country, but you were away. You were out and out and about. So for those of you that don't know, Jeremy and I were in the U.S. touring around doing our thing. So this is the first time in a little while that the boys are all in Canada on our home soil and ready to bring it hot. I got Jeremy with me live in studio. Jeremy, say what's up. What's up, people? And shout out Ty for doing some fill-in duty last week. Love the podcast. Shout out Ty Childs. And yeah, we I was in Pittsburgh and Philly and the week before that. I've been all over these states. It's crazy. Yeah. You've been doing a lot in Pennsylvania. A lot in Pennsylvania. No sales yeah. tax. Are you uh, are you becoming a Mennonite, eh? <laughs> That's where the Mennonites moved up from. They moved up from Pennsylvania. Watch The Office and you'll know that. Yeah. Dwight Schrute. Anyways, we got Lee. He's coming to us live from London in studio. Lee, what's going on, dog? You were, you were hey. doing some traveling too. I've been just getting a lot of uh, being jealous that I had to go up to Kingston and Ottawa to go watch some hockey games after watching how much traveling you guys have been up to, man. It's been crazy, but it's good to see you guys back. You probably saw a better game than I did. Yeah, that's fair. We saw two good ones, four, three games. Saw Shane Wright, who is nasty. Uh, he's that 15-year-old that got drafted last year in the OHL, plays for Kingston. Oh, no kidding. That's, wow, that's yeah. pretty cool. Got exceptional status. Yeah, yeah he's he was, sweet. He, he was the one that was like, they weren't too sure if they were going to give him exceptional status or not, right? Uh, it was kind of close, but then like he finished like his AAA year, like uh, or his year last year with like a hundred and like forty points in the regular season. So uh, as a fifteen year old, you're like he could probably do it. Do you, do we wonder if we put too much pressure on those kids? Like, is there? Oh, incredible! Yeah, it's for not even a doubt in my mind. Is there like who are the people who have gotten exceptional status? McDavid. Did- There's only been one real big bust. Um, he was uh, the defenseman. Defense. Yeah. Uh, it was, uh, he, Sean, he to, Day. Sean Day. Sean Day. Yeah, Mississauga yeah. drafted him. Uh, I was yeah. super excited for him because even in his rookie year, he looked pretty all right. But in his draft year, he was not what was advertised. No kidding. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. These but the exceptional status normally, like you're normally pretty legit. Yeah. yeah that's what Anyways, let's. Uh, do you guys want to get into it? Yes. Let's sir. get into it. Yeah, I've been itching to get into it. It's been feels like years since I've been in the studio. So let's go. So we're gonna start off with thumbs up, thumbs down. If you're new, or if you just need a reminder, we give a thumbs up and a thumbs down to something that's happened in the last week or so. So, uh, Lee, why don't you start us off with who your thumbs up is to my thumbs up is to myself of course because you, you've, yeah, you've done great the last right? week you filled in have, while jake and i weren't here and you yeah. did a great job that must be why right lee 
No, no. Oh, what did? Uh, I was getting caught by uh, what would be called the uh, cold bug in betting. Uh, I couldn't win a game for you guys when we were posting it online. And that snapped last week. I told you guys to take the Bucks money line. The Jags are horrible. And I told you that the Bucks would roll over there. I didn't care if it was in Jacksonville or London, and we were going to win that game. And we did. So we're finally back up on the horse. We're going to keep going hot today, even though I'm taking a very big underdog today. But whatever, we're going to stay hot. Are you like speaking about the Jags? Are you excited that Minshew Mania is back? And is that the right call to go from Nick Foles, who's played I think less than four full games after that big I contract? S- yeah. So I say I say yes, it is right to go there. And the only reason is they said it's like they feel like they have the best chance to win, but that O line's pretty terrible. I say you just rest up Nick Foles, let him come back fully healthy for next year. Uh, legit could be a legit uh, QB battle though next year, but fix that O line. I can see Nick Foles going to the Bears. I could see I could see anyone going to the Bears, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel I kind of feel bad for Nick Foles, right? He wasn't he winning the game that he got taken out of the, that, like that. Sorry, that he got hurt in, yeah, in like, the first week. Yeah, he threw a touchdown pass to DJ Chark, and and then and gets hurt on the exact same play, and then it's just you know it's it's a it's a unfortunate road, but oh well, it's. That's life, right? That's the NFL. Congratulations, yeah. Leon, breaking your cold streak. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's thank a, you. Thank that's you. That's big. Uh, Jeremy, who is your thumbs up to? Mello, baby. Ooh, Carmelo. Western Conference Player of the Week, Carmelo Anthony. Now, was it totally deserved? Probably, no. Probably not. But I'm glad that Mello's back. His contract was just vol- fully guaranteed. And good for Carmelo. He deserves to be in the league. That's... That him winning that though was a was a like a kind of like a Legacy, lifetime achievement yeah. award award like didn't James Harden average like, like forty five yeah <laughs> and it's just like come on man it was sort of like well Harden you're gonna get probably like seven of these this year easily you know yeah. whatever okay Melo's back and he averaged twenty three mm-hmm. points well, I don't even think it was that much yeah I think it was, it was just, eighteen. And it made me think, should the NBA, similar to baseball, baseball just released their comeback players of the year. Josh Donaldson was one of them. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Toronto Blue Jays brass. But anyways, uh, should the uh, NBA have a comeback player of the year award? How? Uh, Cl- yes. Clay would get it next. Clay, Clay and Kevin Durant all battle next year. Yeah, like that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I, th- I think it would be... More awards, the better. I completely agree with you, Lee. The more awards, participation the trophies for everyone. Man, it just gives you. I'm not, this is why, because the NBA is talking about this in-season tournament. There needs to be more things, especially in the NBA, to win. They've the players have shown with load management they don't care about the regular season. Coaches have shown they don't care, and there's been put such an onus put on by the media and by the fans that if you don't win a championship, doesn't matter. Like you suck. So that's why this regular season tournament would be good in my opinion. And if you add more awards, like the comeback player of the year, it's, they're going to have to like negotiate with the players association because they have to financially compensate them if they're going to put more stuff in, right? Yeah, but I, th- yeah, I, who knows the, the how that works? So screw it, put them all in there. It's nothing but awards. Let's go. <laughs> nothing but awards. <laughs> more. I want to see more awards. All right. So Jake, world traveler number two, what is your thumbs up? Well. If you are familiar with sports at all, you have seen the probably the weirdest play that you'll see in the NBA all year. Go ahead and roll the tape. Oh, oh. the steal and the dunk. Oh, he missed it. No, that, that, that was a, that ball went that was through. Good, yeah. <laughs> it came out. 
My thumbs no, down. Wait. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my thumbs down this week is to the NBA refs for missing the easiest call that you can possibly see. This isn't a block charge. This isn't a, oh, did he take two and a half steps and travel? No, the ball went through the hoop. How simple can it possibly be? And to go on, the Rockets go on and they lose that game in overtime when they should have been up. They should have won the game by two points. You need to, if you're in the NBA, if you're in the NBA office, you need to go back and you need to replay those last nearly eight minutes of the game because the Houston Rockets got absolutely robbed. Come on. No, there's missed calls in every sport, Jake, that they play by play. Influences the completely rest of the game, and the Rockets played as if that did not count. This is not a subjective, oh, was he there, oh, was he not. It's literally the point of the game is to put the ball through the hoop, and it happened, and it didn't count for no reason. So for no reason. The last time the NBA replayed a part of a game, 11 and a half years ago. Oh, Wow. It's not that common. I'm betting against it happening. And DeRozan won the game for the Spurs. This is showing some former Raptor love. Him taking the charge by Harden in the final overtime. The double overtime. That should have never been played because the Rockets (laughs) should have won the game by two points. They literally won the game by two points. But for some reason, two of the points just didn't count. And then I don't understand why there was no, why wasn't there a challenge? And you know, I know that in the NFL, it kind of looks silly that the coach goes out and throws down a little flag, but do it in the NBA too, because now there's some talk that D'Antoni tried to challenge thir- he missed it. his 30-second period. He missed his 30-second window. Well, where's the big clock that has mm. 30 seconds on it that starts counting down? Come on. Come on. I just think the whole thing is ridiculous, and it just is an embarrassment. Embarrassment for imagine if this happened in hockey, they would review it and they would fix it, wouldn't they? I have a, I have a question for you. Who do you think's more upset about this at the end of the season, the Rockets or the Spurs? Because it's probably going to affect the Spurs' position in the standing worse than it's going to do the the because Rockets. they're saying that the Spurs will tank, yeah, or are going to tank. Aldridge and DeRozan are gone by the end of the year. If oh yeah, I don't know how I feel about that because if DeRozan not, back to the Raptors? Question mark. We we like to bet trends, or we like to bet, and when you bet, you say you bet trends, correct? Correct. Yes. Well, here's a trend to bet on: the San Antonio Spurs in the NBA playoffs. Woo! I'm just saying. I'm just saying. When you bet, you bet trends. <laughs> I don't know. That's about all I have to say on the matter. But anyways, my thumbs down to the NBA refs for. Missing the one thing, like literally, literally the main thing that they're supposed to see. Did the ball go in? Jake, do you think they're going to replay it? Do I think so? Honestly, not 100% sure. I would, I would bet no, but I, I'm like a 60 40 on it. I think that there's enough, it's going to be close. Like there's enough heat on them. You know, there's enough time left in the game that uh, it's not like they would replay 30 seconds. Or, you know, and it wasn't a bang-bang, like I said, travel or block or very subjective. It's just, it's clearly what happened. Do, you, do either of you know the last time, why the last time a game was replayed? Did the lights go off? Lee? The clock malfunctioned. Neither. The referees messed up again. It wasn't on a ball through a hoop. If this is episode number 24, it's not. It's Kobe's rival, Shaq. The, the refs fouled Shaq out at five fouls. 
Oh. Yeah. See, but isn't that like purely like objective? Like, like he fouled out with five fouls, right? And that's just clearly not what should have happened. Yeah. Just like the ball went through the hoop and it didn't count. Just like that's clearly not what should have happened. Yeah. So well, I know what? I'm on Jake's side. Let's play this game again. <laughs> Let's get him going. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. We're Kay. moving on. So. I'll, I'll let you, because that was entertaining, but I asked for your thumbs up, Jake, so now you have to give me your thumbs up. Oh, did I? <laughs> I guess I was just fired up. Uh, I'm sticking with basketball. My thumbs up is to Giannis Antetokounmpo. If you missed the play, uh, and I don't blame you for missing a Milwaukee-Detroit game, but Blake Rot. Griffin kind of tried to rough him up and step over him like he was, you know, Allen Iverson over Ty Lue way back in the day, trying to get in his head, and Giannis just kind of went, yeah, whatever, I'm over it. And proceeded to go on and beat the Pistons by like 25 plus points. To me, it just showed who's who in the NBA or, you know, uh, a who's who and a who's not or a, uh, a has been. You know, Blake Griffin is probably mad because Giannis is everything that Blake was ever supposed could, could to be. Did you say Giannis gets your thumbs up and Blake gets your thumbs down? I mean, eh, no. No, okay. It, it wasn't that great. No. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Y- Giannis' so, quote was, they want to be physical, they want to be dirty, they want you to get out of your game, and whenever you come into Detroit, you have to expect that. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, man, those those bad boys from, like, the 80s, they're not walking through the door anytime soon. No. So. Yeah. Um, There's no malice in the palace hate, happening with Blake. Yeah. Hey, that helps me out right now with how, uh, how much Giannis has been lightening up with. Uh, I was the one who took Giannis to go back-to-back. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was. You guys say it rarely never happens, and I say I don't know what he breaks the trend this year. I took Giannis back to back. He is, he is, he's playing so, so, so well. If I can change mine right now, I wouldn't change to Giannis. I'd choose change to Doncic. <sighs> he's looking unreal. Yeah, at and such you, a young age. And man, it's a it's a wide open race this year. Plus Le- LeBron and plus Harden. No, oh, come on here, get get out of here. <laughs> okay, I know that you're just saying that right now. Okay, Lee, Lee, what's your thumbs up? Uh, my thumb, or no, I already gave you thumbs my thumbs down. up. It's my thumbs down. See, Jake, you Jake got us all just, in the yeah, mess. all out of order. Well, you know, I know what. If you bring yourself up, you got to be the guy to bring yourself down. Thumbs down to myself. Boo! And also to Ty, he's coming with me because he was all over this podcast saying that the Browns are free money, saying the Browns had a legit shot to make the playoffs. He said the Browns are going to kill the Steelers, and none of the, none of the above happened. Jeremy, you're at this game. I, I had like a whole section against me because when Hodges threw that awful interception, because everyone was doing the duck wings throughout the game, I said that was a quack of a throw, and I got such <laughs> I got booed so badly. <laughs> That's hilarious, um, but yeah. So other than the, other than the Buccaneers win, we struggled in college. We struggled our way through there. I want to what? I'll admit to this. This is one of my worst be- beats ever. I took the under in total points, which is already annoying. You should never take the under in the Iron Bowl. Does anybody know what the score of the Alabama Auburn game finished at? It was lower than expected, right? No, nope, it, wasn't. it was it was it was, fi- was forty nine to forty six wow. for Auburn, and the total wow. points was fifty, and I took the under. So that Jeez. was that was a that's a bad one. And then the Sunday, the NFL ones, other than the Bucks, like yeah, I had the Eagles not losing to the Dolphins. I'll be the first to say that. I also had the Colts covering plus eight. They screwed that one up. Okay, so, so pretty much just don't listen to don't don't ride with Lee. No, I was so hot <laughs> before that, guys. Honestly, like. 
Leave so maybe hot. start fading me though. Start <laughs> fading me now at this point. I think I think that's the call. But hey, we're recording this on Thursday. If there's over four and a half sacks in this game, we're back. <laughs> that's what I bet on. So let's get that rolling. Asterix Lee went back in time and put that in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. Uh, last but not least. My thumbs down is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yes, they've made some right moves by getting rid of Babcock and bringing in Keefe. The power plays look better. The penalty kills look better. But Keefe, you can't do what you did in Philly. You went to the game and went to the locker room after the game and talked to the boys. That's a rookie move from a rookie NHL coach. You gotta let the boys figure it out for themselves for a little bit. And that early in your coaching career saying, yeah, I wouldn't usually do that, but I felt the need to right on. That's just trying a little bit too hard. And then the next day, you let the players dictate what goes on. Last week, we heard how Freddie was going to play against Philly and then Hutch was going to get Colorado at home. Freddie went into his office and said, nope, I'm playing tomorrow. And that is why my thumbs down is the Sheldon Keefe and the Toronto Maple Leafs. So we actually haven't had a uh, podcast with you guys on it, both of you guys, since the uh, Babcock firing. So I'd, I'd like to to fully hear what you guys think, slash um, more or less along the lines of what you guys think of the key firing. I think that the honeymoon is over. Like, it's just, it seems just sort of like, uh, you know, maybe we have to come to accept that these Leafs aren't that good. They are very talented. They okay. might not make the playoffs this year. I don't. I yeah. They have thirty-one points through thirty-one games. I believe it is. Yeah. You have to get to ninety-six and eighty-two generally. Mm-hmm. So you can do the math there, you mathematics at home. Yeah. But I don't know. I just think that it that it might be, it might be that they're just not that good. I I don't know. They lost a heartbreaker in Philly. I know the game was six-one, but it was one-one like with ten minutes left. Remember, I was sitting there thinking, oh, this game might go to overtime. And then it went to, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I think the Keith hire was theoretically the right hire. That's what Dubas wanted. That's what he built the team for. Um, this is finally, they have everyone healthy. Last night was when they yeah. had Mitch in the lineup, so, Tavares in the lineup, Hyman in the lineup, Dermot in the lineup. So here's, so here's my thing here. Cause we, uh, big betting guys we are is if Jeremy Collins goes to a Leafs game until <laughs> further notice, you bet hey. the team they're playing. Yeah. Because uh, he is, he has not been I seeing lost. good games. In Philly, I lost. Hell, even Toronto, I lost. It, it was, it's been bad this year. Yeah, Pittsburgh, I lost. Pittsburgh was a show. I want to get back to the goalie con- conversation, though, real quick. Um, what does it mean when the coach and the general manager say, this is the plan, Freddie's playing, the starter's playing game one, and Hutch is playing game two, the backup. And then Freddie goes in and says, I'm playing game two. I, yeah, I, that, I, that shows no trust. Hutchinson might as well not even be in the locker room anymore because you just... I think I think that that just had a lot to do with the complete meltdown at the end of the game. And it was sort of like, okay, you guys really messed up here on that last 10 minutes. Here's your chance to redeem So yourself. it should have been Tavares that went in the locker room as the captain and said, Freddie's playing tomorrow. We want to show him how much he means to us. Yeah, okay. It shouldn't have been Freddie. Brutal. Yeah, I agree with that. Oh, jeez. Oh, take... You can't have Freddie play 70 games this year. You got to get something better. I think that's where Corey, we're Corey Snyder's down the AHL, is he uh, not? That's too much money. Okay, okay. All right. moving on. That's that's it for thumbs up, thumbs down. 
That's it, because I did all mine in one <laughs> in one loop. So uh, stick with us. We have a uh, an action packed. Uh, uh, show still coming up. We have a special guest. Ooh, we're teasing it. Who could this special guest be coming on? And it's not Evan Scott. It's not Evan Scott. <laughs> so, uh, stay tuned. You are not going to want to miss this. Coming up on the Poor Sports Podcast. All right, people. It is that time for you to make some money by listening to me, Jake Kelly. I am coming at you with a hot bet for a very anticipated game on NFL Sunday. The Baltimore Ravens are going to see the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. I'm also going to be attending this game just to make everyone jealous. And I am telling you to hammer the over in this game. The over is at 43 and a half points. I don't know if it's going to be because Baltimore scores 44 points and the Bills score zero. I don't know. But I just know that there will be more than 44 points scored in this game. Take that over. Now I'm going to toss it over to Jeremy. Jeremy, tell the people where to make some money. Oh, I'm so jealous you're going to that game. Now, I was thinking about betting on the Bills and Ravens, but I'll leave that to Jake. I am going to stay in the Bills division, though. Jets, Dolphins, barn burner. You heard it here first. That game's going to be super exciting. Not really. But the Dolphins are five and a half point dogs. That's without the Jets having CJ Mosley or... Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is one of the best defensive players in the league. And he was holding that group together. The Jets just blew it to the Bungles. The Bungles! For those of you who don't know, that's the Bengals. They were winless. The Jets are going to maybe even lose. They're the only team in NFL history to lose to two teams in the same season that were 0-7 or worse. Go make your money on the Dolphins. Bar Sports. Not a point. Leaving it. Dodson walks in. Fires! He scores! This one should count. 4-3 Lightning. And it did. Our special guest on the episode 24 of the Poor Sports Podcast, none other than friend of the show, Jake Dodson. Friend of the show. Jake, how are you doing, man? I'm good, guys. It's uh, nice to be back on and... uh... I've been listening to your podcast. I enjoy listening to Jeremy more than Jake. But, uh, <laughs> it's been good. Well, hey, as long as you're listening, uh, you can have any weird opinions <laughs> that you have about Jeremy. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so uh, in light of all of the things that's been ha- that have been happening in the NHL, kind of uh, with the coaching that uh, has happened, we figured we should get Jake on to get sort of the insider opinion on it. Um, so we're talking about the things that have happened with Bill Peters being let go by the Flames, Mark Crawford being put on essentially a, a leave of absence from the Blackhawks. Um, so... Really, Jake, just sort of off the top of your head here, what are your initial thoughts, reactions, comments, concerns, any of that? Just get, What are your initial feelings about the things that have happened uh, within the culture of your sport? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of one of those things that, you know, I, I completely agree with kind of what's going on based on if it happened in the time now um you know i think of the bill peters thing and how it happened 10 10 years ago when that guy said that he did these things to him um even the babcock thing you know i i seen the johan Franzen clip of you know him crying and um basically spilling out kind of what he went through and everything as a player and you know that 
that sucks to see. Um, you know, I definitely take the side of many players in uh, a situation like that and even the Crawford thing and abuse or whatever happened, I'm not too sure. So um, I've always been one to sign or side with uh, um, something until I know all the facts that I, I don't want to really comment on it all that much. But um, I think, you know, with everything that's going on, I think it's kind of a trickle down with what happened with Don Cherry. And um, I think that's just the world we live in today. Yeah, I think I, I hear what you're saying. I think essentially the it's the same thing I have with Don Cherry. The bar, the bar has moved. What people say kind of stayed the same, but the bar for or the bar for what is acceptable to do and say has has shifted. And uh, yeah, like you said, that's the world that we live in today. It's interesting. Uh, Jeremy, did you want to come in? Uh, yeah. So you, you mentioned Johan Franz, and I thought that was probably one of the more interesting things because he ended his career on the LTIR. And because I think a lot what's of people. What's the LTIR for the, people at home? The long term injured reserve. Like that's okay. what Marion Hosa and all those phony contracts, that's where they went to not play. Um, I'm, I'm wondering if because ba- Franzen felt the need to come back early. If that cost him the rest of his career, potentially. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, it's it, in the game today. Concussion-based things are um, looked uh, looked upon more seriously, and you know they have the spotters and whatnot uh, in the crowd, and even watching on TV that they'll pull a guy out of the the game to go, um, you know, go into the back and or go into the dressing room and get his uh, concussion protocol done. Um, I think, again, it comes back to being in the situation and watching hockey 10 years ago. Uh, I wasn't involved in it. I was in junior hockey at the time when all these claims came out that are going on right now in uh, the media and whatnot. But I think, you know, even 10 years ago when I was in junior hockey playing in the OHL, it was one of those things where you, as a player, don't want to miss time because it could affect your, um, you know, your spot in the lineup. And um, Franzen, you know, I think of Franzen and being a Stanley Cup winner and being a part of some good hockey teams with Stevie Iserman and even in the newer age with Datsuk and, um, you know, the Detroit teams that either went to the finals or won the Cup and, um it's obviously something that's sad to see when a player goes through that and is affected like that um, after hockey because there's, uh, you know, a lot more things that are important than hockey itself. And um, For sure, for it's sure. sad to see, for sure. Now, um, but, you know, it's one of those things where you know your body. Uh, it's kind of what we're taught now. You know your body. If you're feeling weird, if you're feeling off, then you yourself shouldn't go back and play the game, and I think it, again, it's tough to tough to say and tough to look on the outside uh, and try to be in his head. But mm-hmm. um, well, and it's so one of those things that so question for you here: Do you Franzen talked about how he pretty much became Babcock's whipping boy, right? And and without without naming any names of players or coaches or any time frame or anything like that, just uh, really a, a yes or no question. Have you seen coaches kind of go in and really just have their whipping boys, their targets that they just go after no matter what, and it and it has taken a toll on those players and really at any level? Have you seen? Have you experienced something like that, or have you seen that? 
Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I've seen it for sure. It's. Um, I, I don't know. I, for me personally, I think it just comes with the the sport. Sure. Not even just hockey, just sports in general. Um, yep. Even now, you see, you watch the NFL on Sundays, Thursdays, or Monday nights, and you see guys come off the field after a blown coverage or. You know, they miss an assignment and their coach is right in their face, grabbing their face mask or hitting them on the head, trying to wake them up and get them going. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that it's without knowing the individual, not the player, the coach, but even in, in both ways, without knowing that individual in a coach's perspective, you don't know where. So let me reword this. Let me start over. Sure. A coach knows his players in my eyes. A coach gets to know his players right from the, the first meeting of the year, right to the first practice, to the first game. He witnesses things on the bench, kind of what, what gets his coach go, or what gets his player going and whatnot. And a player sees what type of coach his coach is, and he sees how he, what his style is and how he reacts to certain situations. So in my eyes, if you go out there and, your type of coach, at least, if he's out there and you make a mistake, you know as a player what you're going to kind of get when you go back to the bench. And you know as the coach what is going to be said to the player based on the mistake he made, whether it's you know a mental mistake or a physical mistake. That, I think, differs a bit. But I think you know as a player what you're getting yourself into based on the either mistake you made, what you said. You know, et cetera. So, yeah, that's no, that's fair enough. I think it. I think it's more of something that you learn and you adapt to as a coach or a player. And you know, different things get different guys going. Uh, I use myself as example. You know, I, I can take a guy screaming in my ear as loud as he can, and I'll hear the good, positive things that come from it, and let the stuff that is the heat of the moment in game type thing go right through my other ear and take what his experience or his learning experience is saying to me. So yeah, I think that's where it kind of differs based on the player and how he reacts to things. But again, like everything that's going on, I, it, it's tough to say there's different opinions and I respect every opinion, but sure. it's just based on how you think as a person. Yeah, and that's that. That leads me kind of into my question, Jake. And uh, sorry, I wasn't there for your first uh, for your first interview. I just missed you on that one. But um, my what are what are my initial thoughts? I wanted to ask you on like, what do you see, do, or do you see a coaching difference between the levels? Like, you play at OHL, AHL, NHL. Like, do you find coaches are different uh, across like all three of them? And uh, if so, like, what do you see the biggest difference in in which league? Um. I think, you know, the, the coaches in the AHL to the NHL are pretty similar um, where I think they kind of figure out that they're dealing with men, they're dealing with guys that, you know, they're trying to make a profession. They don't want to mess up. They're, they want to keep doing the right things because they want to keep playing for, from year to year to make money and not only make money and play the game you love, but to support your family. Um, I think, you know, the biggest, Steps and the biggest things I've noticed personally as a player came in the OHL. Like, you're not making money there. You're playing for the love of the game, but you're trying to get to that next level to, you know, ultimately um, reach your goal 
and your dream in life. And, um, you know, I've seen some things. I experienced some things there through my coaches over the years. And um, there's things, yeah, that, you know, that I look back on and I think, heck, if I was dealt with in this situation or this way or whatever, however you look at it, maybe things have changed. But I think, too, of where I am right now and would I have been where I am right now without those experiences in my life or in my hockey career. So as much as, you know, there's some things where I second guess it, I also am very grateful for them um, because they got me to the point I'm at right now. Yeah, fair enough. So I kind of want to talk about a little bit what you're going through this season, Jake, uh, in San Antonio there. You got a couple of players on your team. You got Pouliot and Walker there who have now been called up to the league, uh, to, called up to the Blues. Uh, how's your season going right now? My season? Yeah. Yeah, my season's going well. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I say well, I, I don't know if, if you're a fan that doesn't really follow hockey or watch hockey all that much, you might look at my stats and say, God, this guy's <laughs> Yeah. Um, I found a goal know, pretty I'm easily playing. from you. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, hey, I'm not a point guy. I'll, I'll be the first to admit that. But, um, you know, I think personally my leading, – Leading your well, team in penalty right? minutes, though, Jake. I'll give you that one for sure. <laughs> Yeah, I am doing that. Um, it's not a great stat right now because there's no uh, majors in there other than a 10-minute misconduct. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> we'll keep striving to the right direction. But so you know, and you- I'm, play- I'm playing well in my end, and I'm making good passes, and I'm doing what I need to do as a player and uh, doing what I can do to help my team win. Wow, boy, and and you're in a uh, you're in a leadership role this year. You're you're wearing the uh, the A as the assistant captain. Alternate captain, Jake. Yeah. Alternate assistant. Whatever. Alter, alternate assistant, yeah. I, <laughs> I alternate. I wear the A at home. I don't wear it on the road. Um, I just think back to my high school days and having the great leadership of Jake Kelly. And, oh, and, oh, my. And, um, <laughs> what can I say? You know, it, it helped me in my career. Jake's Fifty Shades of Red right, red right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm blushing, I'm blushing. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> No, oh, Jake, I see you lose, me, you lose me at LeBron James. <laughs> that's fair enough. That's fair enough. That's why I lose now, a lot of people, but eh, that's now, all right. Now, now, Jake, I see you at uh, I see you got a goal this year. Want to tell me about it? Yeah, you know, I, I, I shot the puck from my end and hit three guys and went in the net. But uh, <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. The Jake no, Dodgen no, special. That, that, that that didn't actually happen. It was actually pretty nice for for me. Uh, I got the puck in the slot and I I tucked it inside the post and uh, had a classic uh, celebration where I put my leg in the air like Captain Morgan and skated into the glass. Awesome, awesome. Well, I think that about does it for us. Is there anything else that you guys wanna wanna ask on the? Uh... Well, I, I see that Borgman's on your team there with you. Is he is he very talkative? Any talk about his time in Toronto and when you guys were going up against each other with the Marlies and the was it the Crunch? Yeah, it was the Marlies and the Crunch, and yeah, I talked to him about it. Just you know, being from the area and whatnot, I kind of wanted to hear how he, you know, enjoyed life outside of the rink and um, just talked about life in general. Nothing really to do with hockey, other than. You know, did he enjoy the organization? And he did. And um, 
he's a good guy and enjoyed the city and uh, enjoyed living or enjoyed his time living in Canada. And, um, you know, I'm not a big Toronto guy myself. I enjoyed my country, uh, my country ways, but sure. Um, you know, it's uh, he's a good guy, and uh, it's nice to see a good guy come out of Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> There's not too many of them, eh? Not too many at all. All right, all right, man. Uh, so we'll get you out on this. Is there anything that uh, is there any sort of charity or anything that you're doing that you want to kind of uh, plug to maybe try to get people out to or anything like that? The Rampage Games. A Rampage game would be good. I mean. Uh, you know, we're down in Texas, warm weather. Uh, they got a nice rodeo, the biggest rodeo in America uh, that happens in February. Um, but no, that's not my uh, that's not my charity of choice. I would say I do a, a event um, every summer, uh, early August. Usually, it runs. It's uh, called Hockey Night in Brantford. Um, we usually get a game together with uh, guys that are local pros or local guys that are coming up, whether they're in the OHL or NCAA. There's also um, some ladies that take part in our games in the NCAA, uh, a couple that play for Team Canada and whatnot. And awesome. It's usually a good night for a good cause. And, um, you know, I don't know the coming summer, but if you're not busy early August and you want to come down to the old uh, – what is it, the Gretzky Center? Is it yeah, it's, yeah. it's the Wayne Gretzky Center. Yeah. Should be the Walter so Gretzky the, Center. Don't get me started. There, then come out and uh, support a good cause and um, hopefully see everybody there. Awesome. Well, Jake, thank you so much for the time, man. It's always so uh, so enlightening to get uh, you know the uh, you know the perspective on this from someone actually in the game and, and currently in the game, not not a guy who's you know talking on TSN or the radio. Someone who's currently in it. So, thanks so much for your time, man. We really appreciate it. And and until next time that we get you on the podcast, okay? Hey, I appreciate it, guys. I'll uh, I'll come on anytime you want. Just Sounds like a know. plan, man. Thanks for coming on, Jake. Thanks, Jake. Here, coming back at you. I am officially back on the wagon, and the only way to see if I can stay on it is take a huge underdog. College football this weekend is the championship games. There's tons of great games Baylor, Oklahoma, LSU, Georgia. What one do you think I'm going to bet on? Cincinnati at Memphis for the AAC championship. I watched this game last week. Memphis won by 10, but we had our backup quarterback in, and we were right there. So I know what I'm taking Cincinnati as a 3.60 underdog on the money line to walk into Cincinnati and win that AAC championship. If you want that, you could take them. You could take a plus ten either way. Take Cincinnati in this game though, because I think they can do it. That's Lee with your bet of the week. Alright, I hope that you enjoyed that Jake Dotchin interview as much as we did. Always so nice to have friend of the show Jake Dotchin on. But now, that's over. It's time for the Stretch 4 part of our podcast. If you're not familiar with Stretch 4, we have four outlandish or perhaps wild headlines that we make up. 
and uh, we decide which one is the least likely to happen, the biggest stretch. But we also, we play and we say, which one is the most likely to happen? So I'm just going to start off. Uh, I'm going to read what our uh, headlines, our fake headlines are, and we will discuss. So headline number one, Mike Babcock will never coach in the NHL again. Headline, Headline number two. Pascal Siakam wins NBA MVP. I thought these were stretches. Headline number three. The Toronto Blue Jays sign a player for $100 million plus in the offseason. And headline number four. Keeping it in the Southern Ontario realm. Buffalo's too boring. So we're going to go to Detroit. Matt Stafford is not going to be the starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions next year. Wow. So those are our are our options. Sorry to all the international listeners. This is kind of home based. Yeah, sorry to our listeners out in Luxembourg, which we do have. But uh so Jeremy, why don't you go ahead? Which one do you think is the biggest stretch? The one that is so unlikely to happen. Oh, I'm gonna have to talk myself through this a little bit here. Yeah. So Babcock the NHL is such an old boys club, so I think he for sure gets another gig somewhere along the line. Basketball, Siakam, if the voting ended today, I think he'd be top five. Um, Blue Jays signing a player to $100 million, so that means either A, a player has to want to come here, that, that is $100 million worth, or the Blue Jays make such a bad move and overpay someone so much to come up here to Canada, the Great White North. That could be possible. It's during the summertime. It's not the Great White North. No baseball player has to come. If you're a baseball player, why wouldn't you want to come to Toronto? Like, that's the best time to Have be in Have you seen Canada. the Rogers Center, Jake? Yeah, it's a piece. Okay, yeah. and then Matt Stafford is not the starting quarterback for Detroit next season. That's hmm. Matt Stafford's a good quarterback. He is a top 12 NFL quarterback. I feel like you're reaching, but I hear what you're saying. So, my biggest... What, 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 sorry, what was the question? Your biggest stretch. The one that there is no way that this happens. Mike Babcock's coaching in the NHL again. So Mike Babcock never coaching another game in the NHL. That's the biggest stretch. That's the biggest stretch. Okay, Lee, what are your thoughts on this, buddy? Uh, yeah, so agreeing with agreeing with pretty much everything uh, Jer said there. Uh, I, Jake, I and, Jake Dodgson and Lee both liking Jeremy's takes. I'm liking this so far. Um, I... Uh, I don't think Stafford's as good as what he says he is, and I plus I think this I think this injury is a lot more serious than people are going to lead on. It's just a broken uh, back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I actually I'm going to lean for the biggest stretch would be uh, I think it's I am going to go with Jer. I think it's going to be Babcock coaching again. Uh, my answer would change for most most likely. Actually, no, I know what. I'll be different here. I don't think there. I don't think there's a chance Siakam wins the MVP. I don't. Th- I just think that that race. I know he's been putting up good numbers, but to ask for a guy from Toronto that's not Kawhi uh, to be named the MVP already, the NBA just like wouldn't even. They wouldn't let it. happen. You're telling They'd me just, the Raptors win the East and Siakam is an MVP? No. Well, does it? No. Yeah, he's not the MVP. Yeah, you know what, Lee? I'm going to piggyback on you there. I just can't see it happening. The way that the NBA is structured, it's such a superstar league. 
And I honestly, I just can't see... Siakam could play really, really well, and he could play at... MVP level in comparison to what we've seen in years past, but I just think the field is deep this year. Like I said, you've got Giannis, LeBron. They're going to split the vote. Luka Doncic and and uh, and James Harden. The fact that we're talking about James Harden as maybe even being in fourth place when the guy's averaging just under 40 points a game, that just shows you how deep this, this uh, year's MVP is. So I think that there's absolutely no chance Pascal Siakam will win it. I think the Babcock, there's, I also think that there is a chance that a lot of people have a bad taste in their mouth after the fallout of, with Mike Babcock. Matt Stafford, you never know what can happen in the NFL, man. And I think that the Blue Jays are still maybe one or two years away from the rebuild where they go for it and sign that $100 million player. That's my rationale. You guys are nuts. I think out of the four, the most likely to happen, well, sorry, I just said what most likely to happen, but I think Siakam could win the MVP. Okay, Lee, do you have one that you think is the most likely to happen? Um, I think so. I think the most likely to happen is the Jays going out and paying someone a hundred million dollars uh, this off season. Because if they're going after honestly any pitching prospect, which is what they're which 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 is what they're going, they have tons of cap. That's like already been out, come out and been said. And like now that Wheeler signed for the hundred eighteen million dollars, that market's now set. Like people know what you can get. So I think there's a better. I think that's the most likely, especially because the Jays' offense is going to come into form here. That's what they've needed. They need. They need a number one. They haven't had a number one in who knows how long. Where you could truly say there was a number one there, um, at least from the MLB standpoint. And there's a bunch out there on the market. So I would go with the Jays. Okay, so most you, likely to happen. So with Wheeler signing, and then Cole and Strasburg. I think one of them's going to the Yankees, and then one of them's definitely not going to the Jays. Who else could be those $100 million pitchers for the J? I think Ryu's got a shot to be there, right? $100 um, million? Isn't he like 85 years old? No, uh, he's not. Um, and then Bumgarner. He, he wants mm. to stay in there, but you know what I mean? It, money talks, right? So that's that's the big thing. So if the Jays go out there and they say... Um, I don't think the they... Blue Jays are going to overpay anyone. Have you seen what the NHL contract has done to Rodgers? They've been getting pl- rid of players left r- or people left, right, and center. Um, but even even guys, maybe like they could get up there combined. I know it's, I know we said one player, but yeah. like 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 they could get the Pineda, they could get the Keuchel, they could get like all those guys, right? Could equal out to be right. Yeah, that'd be interesting. We'll we'll see. Jake, what's your most likely to most likely to happen? Most likely to happen. I think. The most likely to happen, man. That's tough. I'll let, I'll let you think about it. Siakam, if the Raptors win the East, is the MVP. Wrong. I just don't think from the they're optics. The, they're, the, and... they're the champions, so they have a couple more eyes on them. It'll be a nice story, especially if Kawhi doesn't finish first in the West and say, "Oh, look, look what happened to your old team out in the East." Yeah, I think the optics could be there. Yeah. For Siakam to win MVP. Also, I don't know if it was last time we did this, but everyone chastised me for saying the Bills could win the division this year. And they could. They could. Are, okay, do you want to put some money on it? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say my most likely. I'll say my most likely is that Babcock never coaches in the NHL again. I seriously just think that there's a that there's like I said a bad taste in people's mouth, and I don't think that a, it's gonna take someone to sort of take a chance on him, 
take a chance. And especially if the Leafs can turn it around and they can't make the playoffs, then people are going to look at Babcock and go, eh. Was it his fault? Was it his fault? I don't know. That's my takes. Anyways, does that about do it for this week, John? Yeah, it does. It was a good show. I that was a it. great show. I, if I do say so myself. And he does. Yeah, we're not biased. <laughs> yeah, we're not biased or anything yeah. like that. Anyways, once more, thanks everyone for listening. Go buy some damn poor sports merchandise while you're at it, okay? There's going to be a promo code. You want this stuff for the holidays to show off to your crush when you go back to your hometown. And another thing. Show us some more of these Spotify. Let's see if we get in your top five podcasts. We were seeing a couple of those today. Uh, I got one on Snapchat saying that we were number one. And I said, hey, if you show it, we're sharing it. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. It's been a slice on episode 24 of the Poor Sports Podcast. <laughs>